Speaking of cost of living in Alberta, uh, I'm sure you've all noticed the price of gas. Uh, man, oh man! Uh, in the Edmonton area, it's about a buck thirty-two a liter right now. Where are you in the province of Alberta? Send us a text seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Let's get a snapshot of gas prices in Alberta, where we stand, and and what we're paying because they have gone up pretty dramatically. It's uh, quite a hike. Uh, and you take a look at inflation overall, and we know some of that's going to be built in as the pandemic ends, right? Um, things, uh, the roaring 20s, a lot of people talking about things like that. So let's find out exactly where we are, because there was a report this week saying 3.6% uh, in terms of inflation for May, uh, over May of 2020, which is the highest it's been in about 10 years. So what does that mean? Let's chat now with uh, Trevor Toome. Trevor is an associate professor of economics at the University of Calgary and a research fellow at the School of Public Policy. Trevor, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me. First of all, I, I want to know, like, okay, 3.6%, the highest it's been in over 10 years. Okay, but year over year, is it really an apples-to-apples apples comparison based on what we saw last year? Shouldn't that be viewed in a bit of a context as, well, that was right in the heart of the pandemic and things were pretty slow? Yeah, absolutely. Normally, year-over-year comparisons are absolutely the right thing to look at. And here I'd say it's the right thing to look at, too. But we do need to keep in mind that April, uh, May, as those COVID disruptions were significant, prices actually fell. And so what we've been seeing since that time is a gradual recovery and returning to the price levels that would have prevailed if COVID never happened. Oh, okay. And so this high inflation... It's is really because, well, first, we're coming off of that low base one year ago. But, but second, as you noted in the intro, it's, this is a story about gas prices. Yeah. If you look just at gas prices year over year, they're up 43%. And that's it. That's the overwhelming majority of what's behind that 6 Oh, sorry, the 3.6% headline inflation number. So it's really a story just about gas prices. Yeah, because Trevor, when we talk about gas prices, of course, it costs the consumer more to go to the pump. But when you're talking about transportation and everything else, I mean, gas prices affect the economy writ large, right? Well, especially here in Alberta. And, you know, I'm going to say it. uh, I think that, at least in the short term, we should welcome high oil prices in Alberta. It's going to be a significant boon to an important sector in the province. It's going to really help the provincial budget. So when I look at oil prices now, over $70 a barrel, that's a lot higher than where I think people reasonably expected oil prices to be. That's what's driving oil. Sorry, gasoline price yep. increases, and on net, that's good for Alberta. Yeah, and Albertans know and have known historically that it's a double-edged sword. If, if yeah. we see the higher oil prices, it's great for the province, but it means gas prices are going to cost. So I think most Albertans were will be okay to live with that, right? Yeah, and I think that's that's completely fair, and I, I don't want to overstate. Um, how much of a boon it is, but in the short term, especially with the provincial budget and the deficit we're facing. Uh, personally, I'll take Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. 
This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we take a look at what's happening and we keep talking about, you know, this economy coming roaring back to life, and we're starting to see signs of that already, I think, in a lot of places. Um, Inflation, is that something we need to be keeping an eye on uh, as we look to the next six months or a year? No, I I don't think that regular people uh, should be concerned uh, about inflation and where it's going because we have a, a very mature and well-functioning central bank where they have one single goal, and that is to keep inflation low and stable between 1% to 3%. And they've done exceptionally well at that for the past 30 years, and there's absolutely no reason to think they won't be able to continue uh, doing well on that front. So I think inflation in Canada, no real concerns for anyone except those who work in the central bank. Um, and you, we talk about the central bank, and we saw some news out of the United States yesterday where the Federal Reserve is talking about we might have to uh, revise our interest increases. Mm-hmm. They were talking about 2024. Now they're looking at 2023. Are we hearing anything similar yeah. in our country? So I think we will. I don't think that we have been hearing many clear indications yeah. uh, one way or the other. There's still a lot of uncertainty around COVID, but we should look at interest rates rising more quickly as a sign of the economic recovery being stronger than we previously thought it was going to be. I'm personally surprised at how much we have bounced back from COVID. And through the summer, as vaccination rates keep on going and accommodation, food services, retail really ramp up yet again, uh, we, we might be in a position where we are fully recovered from COVID this summer. And, and that is quite a remarkable turnaround. And so I, I, I welcome monetary policy getting back to normal. And yes, that does mean interest rates will be rising because they're unusually low right now. Yeah. When you talk about monetary policy, this is such an extraordinary circumstance, Trevor. Does it Mm -hmm. change the way that they sort of look at it? I mean, you don't want to put the brakes on because you know there's going to be a a pretty good uptake as we come out of this. You don't want to put the brakes on too soon, do you? No. And that's a really difficult balancing act for central bank. They're trying to make decisions today about where they think the economy is going to be 12, 18 months from now, and of course, they don't know. They they try to model it. They look at the data. They they make educated uh, guesses and nudge things here and there. So you definitely don't want to move too quickly. And that's why, in general, central banks do only gradually mm-hmm. change uh, rates. And it's only in extreme circumstances where they make big jumps. So the overall snapshot of the Canadian economy as of June, uh, pretty good. Kind of what we expected. Maybe even a little better than we expected. Hey, uh, I think much better than anyone expected. If we dial the clock back to early 2020, where uh, the prospect of what some call a V-shaped recovery was really not something that a lot of people thought would occur. Great news. That's good to hear. Trevor, thank you so much. You bet. My pleasure. Yeah, appreciate the chat. That is Trevor Toome, who is an associate professor of economics at the University of Calgary and a research fellow at the School of Public Policy.